Welcome to Who Signed Up For This? I am Sabrina. And I am Angelica. Together we will discuss topics on being a military spouse. And all the adventures that brings us together. In this episode, we will be taking everyone back to the beginning. We'll be talking about who we are, who we married, and, and how we... My name is Sabrina. I'm married to an active duty soldier in the Army, and we have been married for years. That's definitely been an adventure. Uh, we have one daughter together. He has two daughters from a previous marriage, and I have one daughter from a previous relationship. All right. And my name's Angelica. I'm 30 years, 39 years young. Um, I'm a medical assistant and take care. I take care of the elderly in our community. I have four kids ages 14, 17, 22, and 24. My 14 year old is uh, by my husband's previous marriage. And then my 17 year old, 22 year old and 24 year old are by a previous relationship. Um, so we are strongly a blended family. Um, me and my husband, we've been married for 11 years. Um, he is active duty. Uh, we met in Austin, which is both of our hometowns. Uh, we've been through one road, uh, I'm sorry, one deployment and three rotations, um, two duty stations, Fort Hood and Fort Benning. Um, my train again, I'm a medical assistant, my hobbies are cleaning yard work and crafting. And that's a little bit about myself. I'm happy to be here and excited to be here with Sabrina to talk about all of our adventures, drama, and everything else. That was a good introduction. I feel like mine sucked. <laughs> uh, to piggyback off of you, I will, so my daughter, together with my husband, is uh, 11. And then my previous relationship, my daughter, she's 19. Um, and then his daughter... They're in their 20s. <laughs> he has a grandchild. His oldest is actually in the uh, Navy. And your oldest is in the Army. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So I met my husband at Fort Stewart. Um, he was getting ready to deploy, literally going to leave that day to Iraq. We've been through two deployments to Iraq, one to Afghanistan. He's actually been in Korea, but that was previous to our marriage and our relationship. But we have been stationed in uh, Fort Stewart, Fort Bliss, and now here at Fort Benning, Fort Moore, whatever you want to call it nowadays. <laughs> Um, in Georgia. And that's where we met. <laughs> me and you. <laughs> yes, it is. Indeed. As <laughs> soon as I got here, I was blessed <laughs> to find employment thanks to you. I don't know if you remember, I got his name, but oh, you had told it? his wife that you guys were hiring. His last name was Lopez. Because I want to say Danny was on well, he was a He was a drill sergeant. Think right, and he worked with Kevin. But when he Ooh. when Kevin came here, he wasn't he wasn't a Lopez drill sergeant. He was uh, just assigned to one of the committees of you know we don't know any of that stuff. <laughs> one unit out here, and um, he ended up talking to this guy Lopez, and he said, "Hey, um, yeah, my wife has a friend that told her about a job." My wife doesn't want to do it, but does you, is your wife interested? And he came home and he was like, this is available. I had no idea what he was. I was like, yeah, you know what? I think I want to work. <laughs> and girl, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. <laughs> so they told you about it. And I, I want to say I sent an, a resume to you. Do you remember? 
How you got my I info? I don't remember. <laughs> we have terrible memories. I do not remember. No. So I remember getting a call from uh, the HR girl, and she's like, can you come for an interview? I said, yes, absolutely. I'm excited. I want to come in. I went in so dressed up. I was in a pantsuit, and then I went over to the office on post <laughs> and <laughs> have heels on. I have pantsuit. A blazer. I'm sweating because I'm sure it was hot because it's always hot. I go in full face makeup. Hair did because I didn't know what I oh to expect. I, I wanted I wanted to do this interview. So, I, you know, dressing to the night. So dress for an uh, interview that I was going to like a business, uh, an office, whatever. So I go over there and Kathleen's like, do you want to do the <laughs> do you want to do the interview on the side of the building? What? <laughs> Okay, I said that, yes, that's fine. That, let's go to the side of the building. So, yeah, we went out. You know that the door that goes to the side where everyone goes out there and smokes or whatever? She took me out to the side of that building, and she was like, um, do you mind working outside? I said, um, no. Not knowing, of course. Do you mind a little bit of weather? You know, rain. I think I can handle that. Can you walk a certain amount of miles and do light lifting? Yeah, I can do that. She's like, okay, great. We'll have someone contact you to let you know when you start. <laughs> well, that's better than, girl, that is way better from what my interview was. What was yours? So let me just tell you a little Okay, so I forget the name of the hiring manager at the time. I want to say his name was like John or something. I'm not sure. So we're under a tornado. They're on Fort Benning. Okay. They're like, oh, there's a tornado watch, this and this and that. And I'm just like, oh my, like freaking out, right? Like freaking out. And so I get a phone call and I answer. I'm like, hello. And this guy's like, uh, hey, hold your application off of, um, I don't know, I think it was like Indeed. He was like, and we're hiring for a general skill role player position. And I thought it was like a fraudulent call, right? Because I'm thinking like, what? And he's like, <laughs> he told me, can you walk three hours? Can you lift 50 pounds? Can you blah, 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 yeah. right? He did the whole checklist. And I said, yes, yes, yes. And Do you mind being outside? I was like, I love being outside. He goes, okay, great. Well, you're tired. And I'm going, what? My interview was on the phone. It lasted five minutes. And he's like, you're hired. Meet us oh. at the building. This So I show up and all these people are there. And I'm thinking, oh my God, what did I just get myself into? I don't know anyone. I'm just literally walking in lost. And I'm going like, okay, what? And I went step two. I went in slacks with some heels and a nice, like just a, a, a nice dressy shirt. And everyone was in cargo pants and t-shirts and all the weapons were there. I, oh my God. And then... They did an intro real quick and they said, <laughs> who's shot an AK-47 before? And I was, and everyone's over here raising their hand. I have, I have. Yeah. And he's like, okay, well, it's okay. If you didn't raise your hand, we're going to break y'all down into small groups. So I'm like, okay. They hand me an AK-47. I said, I have never even touched a weapon in my life. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, your interview went a hundred times better than mine. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Well, okay. So the interview, pretty good. I, I have to say, like, all my nerves went away because I was like, oh, this is super easy. Like, this interview is great. Okay. Yeah. I'm good for it. So I go home and I'm like, dang, I could have just went 
there with jeans. It didn't even matter what I wore because whatever. We're fine. I get a call from Nicole and she was my uh, TSS, which TSS is a training support specialist. She calls me. I mean, I remember like if it was yesterday and this has been five years ago, I was in Michael's in the glitter aisle and I was like, hello. And she's like, and you know, she's very um, upbeat and happy and cheerful. She's like, my name is Nicole and I just want to, um, you know, welcome you to the team. Uh, and she started explaining things. I mean, she went into detail, which was nice because um, I didn't know what the job entitled because there was no job description given to me at the interview. It was just like, hey, can you do this? Great. Can you do this? Great. And I'm like, for, for what? <laughs> So she explained everything. I'm like, okay, cool. And then she tells me the day that we're starting. So the first day, girl, I came. Now, nobody told me how to dress. And nobody told me like the atmosphere or the people. Nobody told me anything. It was just show up at this at the parking lot super early because I remember it was so dark outside. <laughs> it was super early. Show up here and you're going to get uh, shoved out to the field. Okay, sounds easy enough. I came with a full face of makeup, <laughs> super cute or whatever. Girl, I pulled up and saw everybody in the parking lot. I took a wipe in my car. <laughs> Just took all the makeup off. No, this is not happening. I cannot walk out of this car looking fancy when everybody looks like that. Everyone <laughs> it was like, great. Yeah, like put rolled out of bed, put a t-shirt and some jeans on and just continued on. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was just crazy. But you know, I think I started, I got hired. I want to say it was in like December or something. And then it was, of course, everybody went on a uh, block leave, you know, holiday leave. So I didn't start to, I want to say January. So it was nice outside. It wasn't hot and it was kind of chilly. So we had our like sweaters and stuff. Yeah, I had makeup on. I was like, mm -mm, this doesn't look like a makeup y place. <laughs> <laughs> and for sure, I don't, it was, I was just like, oh no. I looked in my center console. I was like, yeah, why it is and took all the yeah. shit off. It's not going to work out. And then I remember going out there and seeing you and actually like meeting everybody. And it was just, who's that girl? She's so loud. Not in a bad way. It, you had a language of your own. And you know what I'm talking about. You had your own language and everybody was so impressed. And they're like, I remember all the soldiers that would come through the course would be like, what language is she speaking? <laughs> A made-up one. <laughs> Ask her. It was so great. It was so great. And then you're, oh, man, if I stay and do this for a long period of time, I want to be like her. <laughs> She's just so motivated. She's just so, like, you were one of the ones out there that looked like you were having fun but working at the same time. Literally enjoying yourself and what you did. You didn't bring the drama or some people were just like, ugh, I'm out here. Like, you have a choice. Yeah. 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 So for some of the viewers out there, right? So just to give y'all kind of, of the location, right? So it's a military training field and it's all sandy. Yeah. There's maybe 15 structures out there. Um, and it's a replica, it's a replica of what a village would be in another country. Right. So they tried to replicate. country. Um, 
Right. They try to replicate another country. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of where we came in as role players, villagers, yep. um, someone's daughter, someone's wife. And when we met, we were all in hijab. Yeah. So we all had our head scarf on with our <laughs> big, long, couldn't show a wrist or Nothing. anything, just some fingernails. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So we would have burn barrels out there just to give it kind of some, uh, sm- to give some yeah. smells and stuff. We had a market out there. Music. Mm-hmm. An electronic shop, a clothing shop, a tea shop. So they try to actually replicate a real life village in another country. So, and at that time, I refer, I forget what our made up country was because it's changed. So- Togestan. Togestan. <laughs> was it Togestan? Yes, it's Togestan. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we would be out there. At that time, we weren't able to speak English in order to communicate with anyone while the soldiers were there on site training. We had a different jibber jabber, should we say, right? Because I don't know any other language but English. Mm-hmm. And hand signals and stuff like that. So the soldier would look at us. And if we were pointing up, guess where all the soldiers were looking up? <laughs> if we were pointing, like, are they arguing? Are they, what are they yeah. talking about, right? So all of our Nisics and everything went into playing these villagers. And every villager kind of. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to, as a villager, you kind of stood out. And so that's where the loud talking yeah. came into play or whatever. But um, when it was hot, it was hot. When it was cold, it was cold. But at the end of the day, like I know when I went to work, I was like, you know what? This could be worse than what it really is. Why not just come out here and have a good time? Right? Mm-hmm. You have the sun. You have the sand. The only thing you have is the water out there. But it's beach life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we had pretty uh, um, awesome people out there um, when I first started. Like we had people making food out there and cooking, and it was like a little like we were literally in a little town with our relatives or our family. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just a little. I I've always enjoyed it out there. It's just the only thing was you know walking back and forth from those buildings, which we called them toll eyes and. Um, and then when uh, they did that roving squad, which you had to like walk in and out of the village a million times, now it's a little rough. Don't forget that we're military spouse. Like I've never done anything like that in my life. And I don't think you've ever done anything in, you know, in hey, your no. life. So to be put in a trauma environment with these soldiers just showing up and we're supposed to be replicating a uh, foreign country's village is just an eye-opener like to me it was an eye-opener you know what I mean like oh my god what yeah I mean kind of being dropped in the middle of nowhere basically and figuring out how to survive or how to replicate in a pattern of life where we were not used to it was a challenge there was no training at least our husbands get training it was just like and act like you're shopping at these like what <laughs> yeah but when you go out as a when, when you would go out with the soldiers or to the toll line and wait for the soldiers to arrive and train with them it's like uh, i've never done that or walking with a weapon i never walked with a weapon anywhere you know yes i time they gave me an ak-47 which it was the <laughs> yeah they trust me with a live one <laughs> so i slung in on my back and it was pointing up and it was pointing up and I was it was like slung like a little backpack right on my back and it was pointing up and people kept saying why are you doing that da, da, da. I'm like 
Dude, yes. you have to walk across this sandy field, yeah. like half a mile, not more. Like, I'm going to make it as easy as possible. Yeah. But at that time, it was the American soldier's job to kind of correct right. us yeah. about like proper training, yeah. how to carry the weapon and everything like that. But yeah. opener, like, what are, what am I doing? I would go home every day and be like, oh my God, I did this. I did that. And he's like, Angelica, you, you're probably there looking ridiculous. <laughs> Same. I thought I looked ridiculous too. Even when I was doing weapons and start event, like, clearing a weapon taking apart a weapon and all that stuff how to do this like i've never done this like i've never been in the military so you know just hearing stories from basic training i'm pretty sure they teach them how to do that and we're just thrown in hey here's an AA. you figure it out you know um you figure it out and go with that and i'm like the first time i <laughs> shot an ak okay right, right. like by myself because i was so scared so they have blank adapters in the front, of course, for everybody's safety during training. So it doesn't actually shoot. comes out on the side of the AK-47. So no one told me, but we were doing a drive-by kind of thing. I forget what we, we were supporting one mm -hmm. of the other training events. And I had the weapon pointed outside of the truck. Well, no one told me to totally outside the truck. So when I shot it, it was hot. And it, it burned me on my face. Because it ricocheted off oh my goodness. front seat, driver's seat, and it came and popped me in my face. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and they were oh like, what? I'm over here with all these guys in this truck, like three guys, three strangers in a truck, right? And they're like, <laughs> uh, like I don't know. I shot it. And something came back and hit me. They were like, girl, you got hit by that blank. <laughs> Put the gun all the way outside and pull the trigger next time. And I was like, oh, my God. Like. If I would have had proper training, I wouldn't have got burned. Yeah, exactly. Going out there was a mess. I always used to say, like, just throw you out to the wolves. And you just kind of flock to the people that look like they know what they're doing. That's why I flocked to you. Because I was like, that girl knows what she's doing. <laughs> she knows what she's doing. Because just go with her. She has her own language. Like, everybody's coming to her for help. And she's not scary. Because, you know, there's scary people out there like they, they're they're not approachable and you are you're very approachable and everyone now that you unfortunately had to move i'm still at the same job doing a little bit different things but oh we miss you so much it is not the same without you <laughs> and i always tell people that you either don't like me or you like me right because when i was out there i would ask tons of questions tons of questions and people us yeah. civilians or spouses working with veterans yeah you ask a question and they're like that was a stupid question you know judging you because you should ready i'm like uh no i'm a spouse nope. i'm a civilian i don't know all this stuff so i would ask tons of questions and get dirty looks all the time and then finally sometimes i would just be like you know what i'm not even going to ask the question ask my husband when i get home <laughs> and then he looks you know like you're I mean? crazy because i would get yeah. Right. I would get some of the veterans out there looking at me like, what are you talking about? You should know that, all that. But I gained so much knowledge from work, asking all those questions, yeah. asking all those stupid questions, should we say, yeah. you know? Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I think up to the last day that you were there, I did so much because I was like, okay, from your questions, you learned a lot. <laughs> so I just asked you all the questions and you gave me the knowledge and 
you gave me a lot of tools to work with. And I wish that the person that took over your position would have kind of kept your, uh, your tip. Um, yes, because. Oh, well, I that yeah. knowledge is power, right? I knew that I would be there at Fort Benning. I knew what a year out mm -hmm. before I was going to leave. And I tried to give what I knew, you know what I mean? Everything that I knew to you, to the person who took over, to anyone who wanted to hear yeah. my knowledge. I was all right. From being in, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, because like I said, knowledge yeah. is power anywhere you go, yeah. you know? And so um, you take it and run with it or you don't. I don't understand, like, because, like, a lot of the stuff, like, I still go back to some of the notes that, you know, you just gave me, and I'm like, okay, this is good information. Well, let me just tell you, I, I made a copy of something. Well, you know how we're always having to update our notebook, so I made a new copy of something, and it didn't have notes, and I was lost. <laughs> I was lost. I'm like, oh, Angelica's notes. Like, what the heck? I don't even know how I got through the day, but I did. <laughs> what would Angelica do? <laughs> Just be a role player and play it off like I, that. I, 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 yeah. Confidence. Yes. And now they treat me like I'm a junior you. <laughs> Because they'll come to me because we, we have the personalities where I think in the military life, uh, we come across a lot of different personalities. And so we're so used to it in the mm -hmm. nurturing way. You know what I'm saying? Like the soldiers come across a lot of personalities too, but they have this macho like I can't be sweet. I have to be tough all the time. Do you though? <laughs> You don't have to. Yeah. You can still be tough and yeah. word things differently. You don't have to have that mentality where you're talking down to someone because you've made it through the ranks. You're you're a civilian now. <laughs> you're not in the military no more. Like people, specifically talking about the people that work there. I get you were in the service and I applaud you for that. You did your time. Some didn't, but still think they did. <laughs> Um, and they think they know it all, but give me a chance too, because we didn't have that, uh, tactical sense of it, but we did ask questions and now we put common sense into it, yeah. which of course I'm sure you go, you used to go home and tell Danny how right. we did things. And he was like, that's stupid. Kevin does that all that's the not freaking the time. I'm like, <laughs> what do you want me to change the whole training? I can't do anything about it. I wish you could come for a day just so you could see like, we have no control over how it's done and how it's done correctly. Like, what is what's to say you're not doing it wrong and we're doing, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. doing what we used to do together mm -hmm. and working with all these veterans, right? Um, there were some veterans that uh, were um, medically retired. Some of them that were just retired because they served their whatever, 21 years. Some of them that got hurt, so, you know, Whatever, right? Whatever their background was. But I think that in the military, yeah. when a young guy or a guy or girl goes into the military, to a sense of it, I think that they're kind of just like brainwashed <laughs> to be just that. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah. Don't have no, don't have an opinion. And if you have an opinion, it better be a strong opinion. You know what I mean? And so I think in the yeah. civilian side and us having jobs outside, like, you know, civilian jobs, we have to be professional. 
I'm saying? Yeah. A lot of the professionalism carries yeah. over into the civilian world that the veterans do. And I'm not saying all veterans are the same. I'm not saying that. You know what I mean? Because I know our right, right. Yeah. also just knowing who your husband is and knowing who mine is, right? But I think yeah, they're not afraid to just say what's on their mind without any filter. Yeah. <laughs> so that Correct. Oh, That's very true. Oh, kind of makes them unapproachable. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, the person that took over your job, of course, you know, he's a great person to know. He's like an awesome person and he's nice to um, have like separate conversations. But once you get it to a point where it's like overwhelming and, you know, the job can get overwhelming very quickly, mm -hmm. there's a lot going on and you're not in that frame of mind, or if you just can't handle it, then, you know, it can become very overwhelming, but you have to, uh, use skills <laughs> on how to succeed in that, in that environment, because it's not, the environment's not going to change. Right. So either, either you figure out how to adjust to the environment. And unfortunately, some people are not able they, to adjust. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah. You got to adjust. And, um, and then, I mean, in certain areas, like you were very approachable. Everybody didn't mind. Like, I never mind asking you any questions. I didn't. I knew when you were overwhelmed, but it didn't show at work. Of course, we spoke about it at, over drinks later or, you know, going out um for girls night or whatever and we would you would vent and stuff like that but at work it was very professional was very like <laughs> put together you may have looked put together <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you may have not looked put together but you always had your nails done <laughs> and but your your attitude and your uh, personality was was nice to. Have. Oh, and also recently, as a matter of fact, I was told that I smiled too much oh. and I laughed too much, oh. and it reminded me of when they told you that. <laughs> Happy Angelica, do you remember yes, that? Because they would always tell me that. Bring it down a little bit. That's just too much. Or sometimes I would just be in a good mood first thing in the morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And you would just ugly looks like oh no like how can someone be too yeah actually <laughs> i yeah so things doesn't don't change apparently so you know our roles we are role players out there so my role in that specific class was being a sergeant major i was told she's too happy to be a sar sergeant major i've never seen one laugh before or smile before okay we are not portraying the u.s army mm -hmm. we are getting trained by the u.s army so if there's an issue then teach me if i am doing it the wrong way or a way that you do not like then tell me what i'm doing wrong and that's what i told the person that was telling me this <laughs> i'm too happy are you kidding me well, from, on one hand, they're saying you're too happy, you smile too much. And then on the other hand, like, you're scary. So which one is it? Like, am I scary and mean or am I happy and smiley? I don't, I don't understand. Make it make sense to me. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. And I just think that there's miserable people. For some reason, like, soldiers or not, they're, they're still soldiers, obviously, but they're like the instructors. They just get so burnt out that they're like, every day when they come in and it's like sorry if you hate your life but i don't <laughs> i don't i definitely yeah. don't i mean i come out there in a good mood and not one of you guys are gonna mess up my mood except for phil 
She'll can mess up my mood. <laughs> I mean, if you think it, like for me looking back, because that was what I was out. Th- I've been away from Fort Benning for what a year and like two, three mm-hmm. months, right? Looking back, I had some amazing right. people, like instructors, active duty soldiers, mm-hmm. veterans, civilian people. We've met and like higher up ranking people, like. There's, I've met so much, so many amazing mm-hmm. people and pick their brains for their knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> pick their brains just to learn, yeah. you know, to learn. And I always say you either adapt or you sing. You got to adapt to it and try to take all the knowledge you can in. Yeah. Uh, or you don't, you'll just yeah. kind of fail, you know, or, or just to show up. Right. Or miss- sit in a, <laughs> sit in a corner and just kind of mind, like just be a lump on the log. And, and that's not even fun. Like. It makes a day go by so slow. It makes it go by so slow. Like I'll see mm-hmm. people just sitting out on the side. And then and again, when, when I first, you know, started working here and you were out there, you know, you were like, come on, let's walk, let's move. Like, like you know, keeping people energized and let's do this now. I know that they were telling you to tell people this, but you did it in a way where it's like, all right, we could do this. We could do it. Look, if she's doing it. Um, let me find me a husband. <laughs> yeah, a, a partner a to walk with because, you know, as you know, we weren't able to, the females weren't able to walk alone. But someone was, you want to be my husband? Let's go walk. Because Angelica is like very motivated and <laughs> we're going to walk. And so, yeah, I think that, mm, I don't know. I think that there's just a, a brightness that comes with meeting you, you know, like it just bring just a, like a positive energy when when anybody I know for myself speaking for myself is like you're you bring a pro- positive energy to everywhere we were I mean um work to hanging out I mean that was another like venture <laughs> with with Angelica like it was it was it was, it was never a boring <laughs> moment with you and, you know, definitely like working out there with other spouses, oh, yeah. right? Other female spouses, it can be mm-hmm. really hard because like you have a very strong personality. I have a very strong oh, personality. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. you know, remember Marie? Marie had a very strong personality. Oh my God, that girl. <laughs> and so, but she was so, you know, there was so yeah. many military spouses that were out there that were civilian just like us you know what I mean um our husband's duty and boom we just all kind of just got this job right and you become you can see the different Mm -hmm. uh uh different attitudes different good way to put it (laughs) work ethics uh stuff like that that's out there you know what I mean and so Right. You do become closer. And yeah. You, you are drawn by uh, certain individuals. And uh, I'm sure you just, I'm sure you have your list of people that you can be like, oh my God. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> so at one point in time, I'm going to give Angelica uh, a walkie talkie to communicate. So it was kind of my job to go around and be like, hey, let's walk everyone. Mm-hmm. Let's walk. We got to keep walking. We got to show movement in the village, you know. And I know I was mm-hmm. kind of snared at uh, m- multiple times, right? Because they were like, well, who's that? And why is she trying to show leadership? Whatever. You know what I mean? Not only because I was mm-hmm. a woman, but because mm-hmm. I was a civilian woman with no military background. And now I'm over here telling these retired yeah. 
mil, uh, veterans, you know, yeah. you know, so you would get a lot of pushback, like, you're not going to tell me what to do. And, and so, uh, part, the struggle was real, real out there. <laughs> she still is, but yes, it was. <laughs> what did you think, like, when I started there? Because you were there before me, obviously. Like, do you remember how many years you worked in total out there? No, I don't. Five, maybe? <laughs> Probably five. Four or five. Yeah, because I've been there five. You were there a little bit, a little while before me. So what'd you think? (laughs) I'm going to tell you, girl, look, I remember, I don't know when I saw you, but I I saw you for the first time. I was (laughs) like, she is not going to last out here. You are all just too pretty to be out there and I'm thinking like yeah she's gonna just go ahead and jump back on the show and just be shuttled back to the parking lot and that was with no makeup (laughs) but that's what I thought I literally thought like oh my god like she's just too pretty to be out here like she's gonna have everything you know what I mean um it wasn't until It wasn't until like after I got to you and stuff like that, I was like, okay, she's a little bit like me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, okay, okay. And uh, I don't know what my position was when I met you, but I remember always walking up to like you Mm -hmm. and some of the other girls that would kind of, because all the women would kind of bunch together, you know, because there were women out there. Um, And, uh, I would be like, hey, let's walk around or whatever. And you were like, okay, cool, let's go. Like, there was never yeah. no pushback from you. But from the other people, there was like, uh, okay, when I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just walked or something. Girl, I know you didn't walk. You were there for freaking two hours. <laughs> you know, and so I always thought that you were like me. I think that your work ethic is a lot like mine. And I think that's why we got along is because we do kind of have now I can say that you're more strong-minded to where you're going to voice your opinion. <laughs> yeah, kind of like okay, I'm just sit back mm-hmm. and allow yeah. you to chew my ass out over what's wrong. Definitely, <laughs> I think that you will take it for a little while until they push you to the edge, and then you're a spitfire. You're like, oh no, wait, I'm, I've had it. I'm gonna cry about it, and I'm gonna tell you about yes. it. Yeah. And on the other hand, you're not like that. You're like, no, if you're going to be talking, no. go ahead and have this conversation. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. That's, okay. <laughs> That's not my time. Let's get to the bottom of it. Like, if I did wrong, I know I did wrong so I can fix it and yep. we can move yep. on. Yeah. So I think our work ethics are definitely mm-hmm. a light. And I think that's why we got along so well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because you were always... The one going, hey, let me help with that. Hey, do you need help with that? Hey, get mm. that. Let me pick that up. And that's what I liked about it. Yeah. You're more of like the go-getter instead of just kind of laying back and letting everyone else do it. Yeah. I think for uh, the first two years of, of working out there, I didn't take not one day off. <laughs> but I mean, in my life from mine was, and it still kind of is a little bit, but <laughs> had these days that we were supposed to work and they fluctuated throughout the years. But we had those days. We knew those were the days that we were going to work. And if I needed an appointment or something, I would do it on my days off. You know, we did have the luxury to get a uh, weekdays off, which doctor appointments were done on days off. So coming to work, it was like, okay, I'm here. I'm getting paid. Might as well do the best I can. And that's my mentality for most of the things that I do is I try to give it my best. I may not be the best, <laughs> but at least I know that I'm giving my all. That's all that I can give, you know? And a lot of these uh, people that work don't. They just mm-hmm. come, they're like, I'm going to sit around. And I think, yeah, that's probably 
right how right. we kind of grew our friendship first it was co-workers then you know we started hanging out a little I, the first time that we went out together I believe it was the law and I believe it was all the girls and we had a table in the back okay and we were yeah. conversating like we had conversations and it was you know it was like okay this is not a bad group because you're right when you are married in the military a lot of the wives are like why bother because we're not in a certain place for a very long time so it's hard to make friendships so they kind of are standoffish because you don't know who to trust yes <laughs> there really is a lot of haters out there where you're like you know why do you want to be my friend <laughs> It's hard. It's hard to know who. It's hard to know why. Yeah, who to trust, who you can vent to. Because if you vent to the wrong person, your whole business is going to be out there. You know what I mean? Like yes. everyone's your neighbors and everyone on the block. <laughs> yes, yes, that's important too. Yeah, because you never know who you're talking to because that can be rough. Yeah, and then like you just have people that are just miserable. And then, you know, they just they don't want true friendships. They just want to be nosy or take up their time, like for my purpose and for my benefit could have been friends but you wouldn't be ugly about it yeah but I, I my opinion on that I, that's where the whole military spouse and stuff like that gets like a bad reputation because just like you said you pcs to these posts to these different bases right and you're only there for maybe three years i mean there's some wives that are there for two years and then they just keep on going right so they're like who cares if i have your feelings who cares if i talk to you crazy who cares if we have an altercation or I'm not a real friend to you because I'm just going to move in two years. I'm going to move in three years. So who cares? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I always try all my friendship and treat people yeah. the way I want to be treated. And like, I think that's why military spouses, they have such a bad uh, reputation because like you said, mm -hmm. we're only in an area for two to three years. If you're lucky, you'll be there. Yeah, I mean, for yeah. six years, like I was, <laughs> um, but if you're lucky, yeah, yep. Yep. And so, um, and so, yeah. you know, just yeah. like you said, Same. you have to be careful who you vent to, who you talk to, and, and who you let oh, into yeah. your own home. Around your, you around your husband. Oh, yes. <laughs> you don't know. I think because there's so many different people, people from different countries, different backgrounds, different upbringings, where you just don't know what values that person, spouse or service member, like you don't know their values. You don't know really who they are. Do I share on my family? <laughs> I feel like, hey, let's just say like this, because me and me and Danny, we've been married for 11 years, right? And when we got married, we kind of moved in together like quickly, right? But I was already a, an adult. I was what, 26? Six, I think I was 26 or 27 mm -hmm. and we came to Fort Hood. I feel like when you're a young adult, let's say you're, you go off to basic training, you come home, boom, you get married to your high school sweetheart because it always ends up like, you know, that's just how a lot of, a lot of it plays mm -hmm. out, right? You go to basic training, you come back, you party, you're off to enjoy your life, mm -hmm. right? And then at the first couple years of your adult, the married service member and you're jumping around every two to three years you don't know what it is to value friendships yeah. so I feel like with me Danny already a grown adult being 25 forget how old I was <laughs> yeah. um but being in her 20s right having experience all my life mm -hmm. and boom, getting married you know experiencing what before I got married to him what a tip is because you know I had a best friend yeah I have a best mm -hmm. friend that's my best friend since grade. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was able to accept through my high, through high school and then through my early 20s into my and I feel like when you marry your high school sweetheart and y'all are off to adventure the world at such an early age 
and then you're going from base to base to base mm -hmm. to base that you really don't know the value of a friendship. For me, I think that's where a lot of the conflicts come in and where a lot of the bet betrayal comes in with military mm -hmm. spouses. Yeah, it's true. I think you keep a few close friends from school. In civilian life, you are usually at a place where either you have grown up and you live there your whole life because that's your choice or you move somewhere and you kind of stick to where you are and you build those relationships throughout those years. So it's easy making friends. But when now you put in uh, military life and you're all constantly moving, you really don't. I feel like our relationships move so much faster <laughs> because we have to condense it into this little time that we're given at these duty stations. Wow, I met my best friend and now I have to everything with her <laughs> because I know that it's just it's very temporary and obviously the friendships true friendships like yours and mine remain you know in contact um but that doesn't happen often and I guess because me and you were kind of mm -hmm. together longer that's why we kind of still communicate but for example like Kelly like we were she's awesome I love her but I don't talk to her as often as I talk to you you may talk more than I do because you guys were neighbors and like I'll reach out sometimes I'll say mm -hmm. hi to Marie and, I'll, and, and different people that have been here but even my neighbor you know we were close here but we all have our lives we don't communicate either so it's just certain people I think it just within the universe is just meant to be and we were meant to be friends I guess <laughs> we were it's hard to it's hard to find and, and stick together you know but we are a lot alike in just the way we handle certain things, you know, and it's good. So that was our first episode. I think it was great. I had fun. I did too. I like to talk. So, <laughs> so do I. And that's why I think that we're, we'll be successful because we have lots to say about lots of different topics and uh, it will be exciting. For episode two, listeners, uh, join us next time for another fantastic episode <laughs> with myself and Angelica. And hopefully in the future, we'll get some call-ins, um, some guests, and we'll pick their brains as well. Do you have anything? Um, I think that's kind of it. I'm going to just try to keep it as real as possible. Um, and I know with a lot of houses trying to open up and stuff, they try to kind of sugarcoat things yeah. and stuff like that. So I just want to be as transparent as possible and um, just so they can see a kind of inside of what it is to kind of be a spouse. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A real spouse, not someone who's yeah. it, right? <laughs> there's some downtimes and there's some uptimes. And so, and there's a lot of times that we just sit back and we cry <laughs> about everything and our lives are falling apart in front of us. So I want to, you know, show that to the viewers, you know what I'm saying? Show yeah. it to whoever's going to listen. We're real life people. You know what I mean? You know, some people think you have a military spouse. Oh, you're rich. You know what I mean? No. We're, <laughs> we're barely getting by. For sure. I got like $53 in the bank. <laughs> I was waiting for my next paycheck to come through. I'm telling you. So I just feel like if that's one thing that we succeed with this is just keeping it real, giving everyone the, yeah. the actual rawness, right, of what it is to military spouse. Because, you know. Unfiltered. Unfiltered. There we go. 
<laughs> yeah, for sure. I think that that's our goal in this show is just basically to be real and just for the spouses that are just coming into this wonderful world of <laughs> military life and also even veteran wives you know some people just think that they are that they're alone you're not alone there's so many people that are going through the same things and have the same questions and you just may not have found your outlet yet and we want to be that we want to be an outlet where you listen to us and you laugh and you're like oh man you know i want to find a friend like that or i want a relationship like that and it's possible <laughs> well, it just you just have to find that uh diamond in the rough <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah for sure that's for a sure. fact <laughs> And it's hard sometimes, like a thousand people, but you'll find it. <laughs> like a dating game. You'll find it. <laughs> All right. So listen to our next episode. We'll be talking about the military life and what you thought it would be versus how it actually is. It should be interesting. Catch you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>